Aren't they great and so very cute? What a joyful and happy day to be in church today. Thank you all for coming to celebrate the birth of Jesus with us and our precious children. If we haven't met before, my name is Amber Canizero, and I'm just so honored to get to share God's word with you for a few minutes. So if we could, could we bow in prayer and ask God to prepare our hearts? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for gathering us here today. God, thank you for the gift of legacy and children that are being raised up to love you and to know you. God, we just thank you that your word speaks truth to us. And so as we take a few moments to discover your word, I pray that it would go deep in our hearts and that it would change us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, you know, this morning, since we were going to have all ages in service, I thought that maybe an appropriate message title and focus would be family growth. Now, listen, if you're not here today with your family, or maybe you don't have a lot of biological family, don't check out on me, okay? Because family, as most of us know, is not just the the people that you were born to, but it's the people that you choose. And I think today here at One Hope Church, we're such a great example of a church family and a church community. And growth happens best in community. And the reason why is that because, sure, we can grow on our own, but when we grow in a group, we have the support and the accountability of our family. And so I'm so excited to share about this topic with you today. Since it is the Christmas season and we've already sang some, some songs about Christmas and Jesus, I thought, who better for us to learn from than Jesus himself? Because Jesus grew when he was here on earth. Now, I think we can all agree it's important to grow. And As I was preparing this message, I thought, you know, some people, as soon as they hear me talk about growth, they're probably going to think, okay, we know what she's going to say. We're here in a church service. She's going to tell us we just need to grow spiritually. And if we grow spiritually, then everything else in life will get better. Well, while I do feel it's important to grow spiritually, I think as we take a look at Jesus' life, we'll discover that he didn't example for us only spiritual growth there really were many other areas that he grew. Now, as I share with us this this morning, kids, you're here in service with us, so I'm actually gonna need your help to preach. So maybe your parents told you this morning, shh, no talking in church. But if you listen carefully, kids, I'm gonna ask you a few questions throughout my talk. And when I ask you a question, I want you to answer loudly, okay? Can you do that with me? Give me a thumbs up if you can do it. All right, y'all are ready. So let's start with question number one. Kids, how old was Jesus when he came to earth? Shout it out to me. How old was he? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Jesus came as a baby, just like we all did. And so Jesus didn't come to earth as a grown-up. He came as a kid just like you, and every year he grew older. Now kids, here's my second question for you. Listen carefully, and all of your answers are gonna be different, but I want you to yell them out. How old are you? All right, I heard seven, I heard five, I heard 11, four, three. Well, guess what, kids? Jesus and eight. Jesus came to earth at zero. He was born a newborn, but he grew just like you. He grew to one, 
to two years old to three years old, whatever your age is here today, kids, Jesus grew and he was your exact age. Isn't that interesting? Now, here's the third question for you, and I think all of your answers will be the same, but let me hear them loudly. Do you want to grow older? Yes. Especially because what happens when you grow older, when you have a birthday? You get to celebrate. So growing older is fun, it's exciting, and even the adults in the room, I think we can all agree that we want to grow, and Jesus set a great example for us. You know, in the Bible, there's actually only one verse that tells us how Jesus grew as a child, and they're going to put it up on screen for us. It's Luke 2.52. It says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So see, I told you, Jesus didn't only grow spiritually. He grew in at least four different areas, and I'm sure there were many more. But this scripture tells us that he grew in wisdom. That's mentally. He grew in stature. That's physically. He grew in favor with God. That's spiritually. And then he also grew in favor with men. That's relationally. I think we can all agree that these are four areas that we should all be striving to grow in. What a great example Jesus set for us of holistic growth. It leads us to our healthiest life. And with that in mind, I wanna share with you just a couple of hindrances to growth. The first one is this. The first hindrance to growth is thinking we only need to grow in one area. Now, to the parents in the room, I'm going to speak to you for a minute because I think that some of us can be guilty of encouraging our kids to only grow in one area. Maybe it's the area that is just glaringly obvious that they're struggling with, and so all of our focus goes to that. Or maybe it's that we have a child that has a talent and we want to help develop it. And so we spend 365 days a year taking them to practices for a particular sport, hoping that one day they'll go to pro. And that's a great, um, it's a great thing to put our effort in. But if we only focus on one area of growth, we'll miss the other ones. You know, maybe it's some of us, we're focused on health. And that's a great goal. But maybe we never let our kids have any junk food and we obsess over what goes in their body. I think there's something for us here to hear as way of a warning. When we only grow in one area, it can tend to make us a little strange. Now, bear with me and listen to me here. Kids, did you ever see the movie Pinocchio? What happened when Pinocchio told a lie? What part of his face grew? His nose. And you know, the more lies he told, the longer his nose would get. And didn't that look a little strange? When just one part of your face grows, that could look a little strange. Well, in the same way, I want to encourage us today that when we only focus on one part of growth in our lives, it can make us a little strange. It can make us unrelatable to people. So maybe you're solely focused on spiritual growth, but you don't know how to relate to people. That's when you become so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And none of us want to be in there. So I wanna encourage you today, if you're going to extremes in one area of growth, it's safe to say you might be ignoring the others. And let's not do that. 
You know, recently I was talking to a mom at my kid's school, and she was new to the school. I said, hey, I haven't seen you here before. Is this the first year that your kids are here? And she said, yes. She said, I've actually homeschooled up until this point. And I said, well, that's great. You know, homeschool's wonderful. What made you decide to make a change? And she said, well, while I feel like I was educating my kids really well, it was starting to get emotionally frustrating in the home. And I thought to myself, what does it matter at the end of their education if they're superbly educated but they don't want to be around me? And I thought, man, this lady has some wisdom. So it's important for us to focus on holistic growth. Here's the second hindrance to growth, and that is friends who aren't growing. You know, we all tend to think that what we see the most is normal. So parents in the room here today, your kids, what they see day in and day out is what they think is normal. In fact, I know a lot of young adults who've had to go through a lot of counseling to deal with the fact that what they were raised in is not normal. And so who we surround ourselves is with is really important. So parents, we need to be really careful with what we surround our children with. Those of you who are here and not with family today, be careful in who you're choosing your friend group to be. Because like I said in the beginning, we have an opportunity to choose our family, to choose our communities. And so let's choose wisely because friends who aren't growing will hinder our personal growth. You know, recently here at the church, I've actually had several different young adults come to me and tell me, you know, I've had this epiphany that all these people I grew up with who I still see all the time and hang out with are not really doing life the way that I want to do life. And I think it's time for me to make a change. And I'm so proud when I hear people recognize that who you spend time with is important to your personal growth. So let's avoid these hindrances. You know, this is our hope for our children also, that they would grow as Jesus did. Now, kids, I have a fourth question for you. Are you ready to listen? What is the holiday that comes right after Christmas? <laughs> You're right. Now, I heard one Easter. I'm not going to call out who that was. I thought I might hear a few Mardi Gras, but, you know, we are in New Orleans. But New Year's, you kids are so smart. That's right. New Year's is the holiday right after Christmas, and the New Year is a great time to focus on personal growth for all of us. And parents, I wanted to take just a moment to tell you what you can expect your kids in One Hope Kids to encounter every new year. I think today has been a great representation of what they've been learning, hasn't it? But I wanted to just encourage you that each year in One Hope Kids, we plan message series specifically for them. And these message series will always focus on various areas of growth, just like Jesus, wisdom, stature, favor with God, and favor with men. So every week, we're not just teaching them, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. Now, Jesus does love them, and we do tell them that every week. But I wanted to give you a little glimpse into this past year. You see, they have had series that have talked about dealing with emotions, facing your fears, being generous towards others, being a part of God's family, and growing your spirit. 
And so holistic growth is very important to us here at One Hope Church. In fact, parents, I want to encourage you to take the one year at One Hope Kids challenge. And that is be consistent in their attendance so that they can learn to grow in all four of these areas. Now, if you come to church just 12 times next year, I can't promise that you're going to hit all of them, but make it an effort to regularly attend church together because we are trying to give them our best every single week. You know, in fact, today, we're going to get to watch some of our kids express their growth in their faith in Jesus by being water baptized, and we're so excited to see that. And this is something they've been taught recently in their own services. Now, I want to take just a few moments here at the end to talk about three ways that we can grow. So we know it's important to grow. We've said it's important not to grow in just one area, but many. So how do we grow? I want to share with you three ways to grow. And all of these are going to actually focus on the word sharing. Because we're talking about family growth. We're talking about growing in a community, maybe growing in a small group. And what's important when you're in a group is that you're willing to be vulnerable and to share. What's important when you're in a family is that you're willing to be vulnerable and share. You see, I think many of us, we can be in a group, but we cannot let the group in. We can be in a family and not let the family in. And so it's so important that we're willing to share. You know, a group is also important because each of us bring our own strengths to the table. You see, in my marriage, Josh and I, I might be focused primarily on one area of growth, but he's focused on a totally different area. And so we strengthen each other that way. For instance, many of you know that we've joked around here for a long time that Josh loves to work out. So he is like a 100 in growing physically. I, on the other hand, am the most reluctant exerciser you've ever met. And so the other day, I told him, I said, you know, I had just finished a workout, and I came in sweaty, exhausted looking, and I said, I really don't enjoy working out. And being the pastor that he is, he said to me, well, that's really negative. <laughs> now look, most of the time, it's really great to be married to a pastor, but... Every now and then, it's a little annoying, too, because he does not let me say anything negative ever. And I said, Josh, I'm not being negative. I'm just being honest. I just did the workout, but I'm just saying I don't really enjoy it. And he said, you just need to be more positive. And I said, okay, I'm positive. I do not like to work out. Kind of turn your preaching joke around on you there. <laughs> but when we grow in a group, we can lean on each other's strengths. Here's three things that we can do to grow. Number one, share the word. Share the word. Now, I am talking about God's word here, but it makes sense to stop and, and point out how important our words are. The Bible says that we have the power of life and death in our tongue. So when we're growing in a family or we're growing in a group, we need to recognize that our words are powerful. And if our words are powerful, and then we pair them with God's word, which is all-powerful, then we can really accomplish a lot of growth in our communities. Now, I have a verse I want to share with you, 
And we might be wondering, does God's word really address all four areas of growth that we spoke to? And the answer is yes. God's word has truth and wisdom for every area of our lives. So take a look with me at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. It says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our inmost thoughts and desires. You know, I've read this verse many, many times. And I've always just thought, oh great, God's word is powerful. But as I was reading it in light of how Jesus grew the four areas, I saw this. And guys, if you don't mind, you can leave it on screen. It says that his word cuts between soul. Where our soul is the emotional part of us that relates to people. So God's word is powerful, cutting into our relational growth. Then it says that God's word cuts between soul and spirit. And so his word addresses us growing spiritually. Then it says that it cuts between joint and marrow. That's physically. Then it exposes our inmost thoughts mentally. God's word is powerful. And in our family units and in our communities, we need to be quick to speak it over every area of growth that we're trying to accomplish I'm sure that some of you parents have heard it said before that our words over our children become their inner voice. And I would say to those of you who are here today without a biological family, even your friends' words over you can become your inner voice. Words are powerful. Anything spoken over us, if we're not careful, can sink in and have too much power. So it's really important that we speak God's word. You know, One Hope Kids makes this easy. They send home a memory verse most weeks. I would encourage you families to memorize the verse with your child. It's a great way to grow. You know, every night as I'm tucking Caleb and Liv in, I speak this over them. I say, Caleb and Liv will grow like Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with men. Listen how Proverbs 16, 24 says this. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul, and healthy for the body. So we need to share the word. Here's number two. We need to share worship. Family worship is so important. Now, don't be alarmed. I'm not saying you need to pick up a guitar and try and sing if you're not able to do so in your house. But we can play worship music anytime. I mean, we can play it in our car as we're driving. We can go to small groups that worship together. Coming here on Sundays to worship together as a family is such an important thing for building growth. Now, I do have one rule, one morning rule for our kids in our house. And the morning rule is only praise and worship can be played in the house in the morning. So this is how it goes. I wake up, I say, Alexa, play praise and worship music. And then my kids slowly wake up and come down, and they try to tell Alexa to play different things. And so sometimes they're saying, Alexa, play Kids Bop. Or sometimes my son is trying to get Alexa to play rap music, and I'm like, oh, what are we doing wrong? But the other day, I had my soft music playing because it's important, I think, to allow worship to sink in early in the day. It calms our fears. It calms our anxieties. It sets us up for a good day. And so I have the calm music going, and Caleb comes downstairs, and what does he say? Hey, Alexa, play Kanye West's new CD. 
and I said, Caleb Joseph. And then it started playing Jesus is King. And I'm like, well, he got me there. <laughs> Let's take a look at Jeremiah chapter 32. This is a collective promise to us when we share worship. Verse 38 says, They will be my people, and I will be their God, and I will give them one heart and one purpose to worship me forever for their own good and for the good of all their descendants. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good for them. I will put a desire in their hearts to worship me, and they will never leave me. What a great promise to us, to our families, to our communities when we worship together. And then here's the third and the last point in how we can grow, and that is to share prayer. You know, sometimes I can understand it's a little awkward when we first start to pray out loud over people. But as we said in point number one, our words are so powerful. And so when we share prayer with our family, with our small groups, with our community, Prayer changes things. You know, I like to pray morning and evening with my kids. So maybe prayer for you as a family could be just praying on the way to school in the morning. Or maybe for you it could be prayer in a small group. You know, I hope that we could all be people who are not afraid to send an SOS prayer text to our groups. I used to do this when we lived in Birmingham. We were away from our family, and so I had a small group of girls that they became my spiritual family while I was there. And I was young, and I had little babies, and I felt isolated. And so regularly, I would text them and say, hey, pray for me. I need you. And I knew that when I sent that text, they would stop what they were doing and pray for me in the moment. And immediately I felt the power of their prayers. And it helped me to grow as a mother and as a wife and as a Christ follower. This is what James 5 verse 16 through 18 says about prayer. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Prayer is so powerful. You know, often in the mornings, I pray for my kids to grow intellectually, to grow mentally on the way to school. And I've prayed the same prayers over them so often that it's actually become memorized and I didn't even realize it. And so the other day in the car, I was praying over my kids and I started pausing and leaving out some words to see if they could fill in the blanks. And I asked Caleb this morning if he would come on up and help me to fill in the blanks on a prayer that I pray every morning for them to grow mentally. Caleb, thank you for coming up. So every morning I pray, I say, God, I pray that you would help Caleb's mind to be healthy and strong, to remember everything he's already learned, and to understand everything new that you're taught today. Amen. Amen. Love you, bud. <laughs> our words over people become their inner voice. Our prayers over our families, our communities, our groups are so powerful. So let's commit to grow holistically like Jesus grew. Let's commit to grow as a family, be it our biological family or our church family. Let's do it by sharing God's word, by sharing worship, and by sharing prayer.
You know, as I was preparing this last point, I thought to myself, maybe there are some of us in the room today that have never prayed a really important prayer. And it's a prayer that we teach our kids at the end of every One Hope Kids service. We call it the ABC prayer. A stands for admit, B stands for believe, and C stands for confess. Maybe you're here today and you're far from God and you've never prayed a prayer to invite him into your heart. The prayer can be simple. It can be to admit that you need him, to believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins, and to confess that your faith is in him for eternal life. I'd love to pray for all of us. Can you bow your heads in prayer? If you're one of those people who's never prayed that prayer, or maybe you prayed it as a young child, and you've walked away from God. This morning, I wanna give you the opportunity to follow along in a simple prayer and to change your life forever. I'm gonna pray this ABC prayer for us. And if that's you, if this prayer resonates with you, I would like you to just agree along with me. Believe it in your heart. Heavenly Father, I admit that I am a sinner in need of salvation. I believe, Jesus, that you came to earth to die on the cross and pay for my sins. I believe that you rose again and that you sit at the right hand of the Father in heaven. I confess today that I believe in you. I confess that I need you. Jesus, I repent for trying to live this life on my own. And I ask you today to give me the strength to follow you all the days of my life. Let's stay focused on prayer just a moment longer. I wanna pray for each and every one of you. I believe that God wants us to grow. So God, today, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your truth that challenges us not to only grow spiritually, but to grow in every way that Jesus grew. So God, today we commit to you our spiritual growth, our mental growth, our emotional growth, our relational growth. God, we ask you that by your spirit, you would give us the power to live an overcoming life. God, that you would give us the power to do all that you've called us to do. And God, we don't wanna do it alone. We pray that you would strengthen every family bond here today, every community, every small group, God, that you would knit us together in a very powerful family that speaks life over one another, that believes together, that worships together, and that prays together. God, as we go into the new year, Lord, we pray that you would help us to keep growth at the focus of all that we do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and we all said together, amen, amen. Can we put our hands together for those who prayed that prayer?